You're listening to A Journey with Chris and American English. Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of my podcast, Literature. A few episodes ago, I touched upon how I think you should be focused on reading native material. This means consuming written content that was designed for and by native speakers of the respective language. In our case, we want to focus on native English content, irrespective of the variety. For example, American, British, Australian English, etc. Speaking from personal experience, I know that it is tempting to stay in the walled garden that is learner material, but it is not something that will help you advance in the long run. Now, it does go without saying that you have to learn how to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. The sooner you start familiarizing yourself with native content, the better. Plus, it provides you a realistic measure of your abilities. Please do not believe that you have to start off with something like Shakespeare or Lord of the Rings. While those might be tempting to tackle, they are also quite daunting, even for native speakers. Therefore, it would be best to read those once you have solidified your English abilities. There's native material appropriate for every level, and I would like to go over that with you in today's podcast. Beginner, intermediate, and beyond. With that being said, let's begin. Beginner, A1, A2. If you are listening to this podcast, then I can safely assume that your English is at least intermediate. However, even if you are a beginner, I'm glad that you have started learning English. Learning languages, not only English, is a wonderful journey that I think everyone should embark on. If you stick to it, I'm sure that your English will get better with time. Still, maybe you have trouble reading or you would just like to have a light read. If it is something easy and interesting that you want, try checking out fairy tales or folk tales. These have a lot of cultural value and will help you better connect with native speakers. Fairy tales. While there have been many Disney adaptations of fairy tales, it is worth checking out the English translations of the classics such as Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, etc. Fairy tales are great because they are stories that are very well known and are thus easy to follow along with. Plus, there are translations of them available in most languages, and they provide a reference for you in case you get stuck or lost. Folk Tales Some American folk tales and folk heroes are Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox, Davy Crockett, and Johnny Appleseed. These are used throughout American shows and movies, so knowing them will also help you to understand some cultural references as well. Just do a quick Google or YouTube search and I'm sure that you will find lots of content. Since these are folklore and have been around for a long time, you will find that the stories tend to vary a bit. However, the overall story will be the same. Intermediate, B1, B2. 
So, like most Americans, if not all Americans, I went to high school. And while high school was not and is not the best time of my life, I did enjoy the classes that I took. My favorite three were English, German, and French. But we only want to talk about English today, so let's just focus on that. In English class, it was normal to have to read books, dramas, plays, etc. Most students hated English for this reason, and I doubt that it motivated them to want to read more. Now, I'm not necessarily someone who reads a lot. My sister reads much more than I do, and I'm pretty jealous of her because of that. I have problems concentrating, but still, I do enjoy a good read and try to do around 10 books a year. If you add audiobooks to that, then it is, of course, a bit higher. I would like to touch on some books that I read in high school. These are considered by a lot of people to be American classics. I put these in the intermediate category because I believe that once you are in upper intermediate, you should be able to read high school level books. Of Mice and Men Of Mice and Men is a novella written by John Steinbeck. Published in 1937, it narrates the experiences of George Milton and Lenny Small, two displaced migrant ranch workers who move from place to place in California in search of new job opportunities during the Great Depression in the United States. This, along with The Grapes of Wrath, is one of John Steinbeck's most well-known and finest novels. It's not that long of a book, around 100 pages or so. The language is not that difficult, but it does provide an interesting insight on the lives of people during this era of American history. The Great Depression is a very important time in American history due to how the economy and the citizens at the time suffered due to the economic downturn. The Crucible The Crucible is a 1953 play by American playwright Arthur Miller. It is a dramatized and partially fictionalized story of the Salem witch trials that took place in the Massachusetts Bay Colony during 1692 to 1693. Miller wrote the play as an allegory for McCarthyism when the United States persecuted people accused of being communists. During the 1950s and 1960s, people were extremely concerned about the threat of communism, so much so that it led to the arbitrary persecution of alleged communists. This, along with other works, exemplifies the animosity towards communism back in those days. To Kill a Mockingbird To Kill a Mockingbird is a novel by Harper Lee, published in 1960. Instantly successful, widely read in high schools and middle schools in the United States, it has become a classic of modern American literature, winning the Pulitzer Prize. The plot and characters are loosely based on Lee's observations of her family, her neighbors, and an event that occurred near her hometown of Monroeville, Alabama in 1936 when she was just 10. Without giving too much of the story away, the story revolves around Atticus Finch, one of the main characters, 
who attempts to prove the innocence of Tom Robinson, a black man who has been wrongly accused of sexually assaulting a white woman in 1930s Alabama. I must admit that it is somewhat of a hard read due to the nature of the book. However, it does help us better understand the racial situation of the U.S. at the time. So, if you are interested in American history with respect to race, then I think that this book is worth checking out. After Intermediate, C1, C2. Here we are, advanced level. If you have an advanced level of English, then all I can say is congratulations. You've reached the end of the tunnel, and you can now hopefully understand anything that is in your way. I don't have any specific recommendations for you. Sorry. I firmly believe that if you have such a firm grasp of the English language, then you should definitely be using native-level material. It should be no problem for you. Maybe try pursuing books that line up with your tastes and interests. If you want to sharpen your English skills, then I suggest trying to tackle classics, American and English alike. Some of these would be Shakespeare, Emily Dickinson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, and so on. Classics like these are sometimes difficult, even for native speakers, myself included. I think that it is because these authors have very specific individual writing styles that are not always easily understood. However, if you can master them, then your English can only improve. Book-related expressions. While we are on the topic of books, let's go over some fun book-related expressions. Bookworm, to hit the books, to do something by the books. Starting off with the first expression, a bookworm is a person unusually devoted to reading and study. How would we use this expression? Let's listen to a short example. So, Mary, she was always a bookworm when she was a kid. This just means that Mary used to read a lot of books when she was a child. Maybe it was her favorite activity of all times. To hit the books is somewhat of a weird expression. It does not actually involve hitting books, but rather studying. It means to study, especially with intensity. So let's say that you are talking to your friend, and your friend has not been studying because they've been a bit lazy. You could say to them, you better hit the books if you want to pass your exam on Friday. This just means that they should study if they want to pass the exam. Our last expression involves doing something the right way. In other words, it means to do something in accordance with rules or regulations. For example, you could say about your friend Ted, if you're looking for someone to approve an exception, don't go to Ted. He does everything by the book. This means that Ted does not leave any room for interpretation or leeway. He does everything exactly like it is supposed to be done. So, that's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, I want to talk about my language learning journey in particular, what languages I speak, and some specific tips I can give about these languages. This is a topic that is not only useful for English, but for other languages as well. If you liked this episode, 
disliked it or have any comments regarding this, then please let me know by commenting on my blog or by sending me an email at ChristopherMichaelChandler at gmail.com. All right, take care and enjoy the rest of your day.